So today's Tuesday here in the beautiful city of Philadelphia, and uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do something a little different. This is technically the Rob V Show, but it's also Nick Manning Radio because I have Nick Manning with me. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Stud. Uh, thank you very much for having me and standing in for my co-host, Jay Kent, who, after arduous convincing to get me to do the podcast with him, had his computer blow up and had to order parts. <laughs> so all I know is if my computer blew up and I was left to order parts to fix it, that means that my show is over. And uh, maybe I'll never hear from Jay Kent again, but I'm hoping I will. Well, you got me still. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I, I had you right, ready to go. Now, there's, there's, I know there's a lot of things you want to cover. We're going to get into your book. There's stuff I want to talk to you about. But we created content. I don't even know if you realize that before we even started, if people could only have listened to me walking Nick Manning through installing Skype, I think that would have been a bit in itself. Well, I think you've probably listened to the episodes of my show, and one of the things Jay always said was we should film me uh, sending him and getting set up on GarageBand when we do the podcast, because every week he has to walk me through it. You know, it, it cracks me up. A guy that, that was on Wall Street, a smart guy like yourself, just never got into computers or bothered to learn about him. I'm going to tell you something. When I worked at Citibank, that was kind of at the very beginning of the Internet. And, in fact, uh, now it's called, what, the World the World Wide Web, and back then it was called, like, your local area network. Yeah. And we had this shit called City Mail, where you could talk to anybody that worked at fucking Citibank. Well, the only <laughs> problem was... For about a six-month period, I was never able to get any work done in my office because some fucking lackey was always trying to fix my city mail. Until one day I just had enough. I threw him out of the office, and I told my secretary to sit on my lap, and I was going to dictate from henceforth. <laughs> well, you know, you, so you, got, you had one bad experience, and then you just said, fuck it. A bad experience? Half a year. <laughs> Half a year. Well, you didn't say that. You made it seem like if I came in that it didn't work and you kicked them out. Yeah, after six months of watching this asshole tell me to be working today. Yes, sir. Sure it will. Oh, that's good. But anyway, before we get into the book, uh, nickmanningbiz.com, you can get my book there. I know you've read it. You have your comments. I'll be happy to answer anything. But... Uh, I know that two things happened to you, and I don't know the outcomes of them. You had your 300th show, of which I sent you a tweet to congratulate you. And I appreciate that. And you did, again, you did ask me to record a video and send it, to, and I was like, uh, I have no fucking idea how to do that, so that didn't happen. And then the other thing was, you said you had your championship game the other day, and I don't even know the outcome. Yes, well, it, well there was two things that happened. Two weeks ago, the Norwood Packers did win their second Perky League title for only the second time in 103 years. So that was uh, that was a big to-do. And then uh, uh, two days ago, there's another league, another Wood Bat League that, that's in our area, and they came out on Twitter and they challenged us. Now, we, neither league has never played each other. 
but we always feel that our league's much better than theirs. Like, for example, Mike Piazza got drafted out of our league. So we've had a lot okay. of good baseball players come out. So my guys said, I said, I said, do you guys want to play? They said, fuck it, we'll play them. We played them and we kicked their ass. Not only, <laughs> we, not only did we kick their ass, but after we kicked their ass, they're still talking shit on Twitter. Finally, I said, look, I don't have time to deal with losers. Just take your ass beating and go hide in your parents' basement. Well, I mean, what, after you beat them, what shit could they still be talking? They're, they're just, oh, it was only one game. It was this, it was that. I'm like, first of all, I was missing two of my, I was missing two of my starters and I think four, four bullpen guys because six or seven of my guys are back in college because I've got Well, now that I know this, you tell them next year uh, you want a rematch and Nick Manning's coming out to be on your roster. Nick, I've been telling you for two years you should come out to play for a week. It would be fucking hilarious. Well, uh, recently I just started playing again, and I'm going to play the fall season. I uh, figured out that my vertigo is never going to go away, so I'm just going to play anyhow. And uh, the the worst part about it is, I guess not the worst part, I'm a natural right-handed hitter. I started switch hitting in college, and... For a guy who never switch hit, I mean, I even switch hit an independent ball. But when I got older and just started playing in the leagues out here, I, they couldn't get me out hitting right-handed, so I only hit right-handed until they started hitting me in the head with every pitch. Did you, so, charge, did you charge the mound? Well, no, because I know these cats, and, you know, they, they love having Nick Manning in their league, and... You know, I mean, uh, it's a very close-knit group of teams, so I didn't want to be a dick. But uh, I had to start sw hitting lefty against the righty pitchers because I can't be uh, vulnerable to that arm-side wildness. No, I'm sure. I hear you. Right? The ball tailing into my face over and over again just wasn't working because they couldn't get me out. Maybe, I've been saying this. Maybe I should just move to Los Angeles and I'll become the, the general manager of your team out there. I, I'd be happy. And then we could do our uh, podcast without me dialing into all this shit. Hey, you know, hey, they, they, this is the best you're ever going to sound. It sounds like we're in the room together. It's better than well, you being on the phone. Well, nonetheless, congratulations. Tell those clowns to stop whining. When I come out there, I'm going to make them look silly because they're not going to get me out either. <laughs> well, I would and, love to see that. And the other thing is, I, I was so upset. I wanted, to fly, I wanted to fly you out. Didn't happen because you were playing baseball, had things going on. I wanted to fly Brandy Love out. And then she goes, I'm shooting in Los Angeles till that Monday. I'm like, look, we'll get you on a plane. We'll fly you out. It didn't happen. I'm, I'm very upset. I thought I'd have Brandy here. It didn't happen. So anyway, how was that party that you had for your 300 show? It was, I got to tell you, it was okay. It was fun because our, one of our friends is a big-time lawyer, we did it on this huge mansion on the bay down the, the Jersey Shore. And we did have some models there, and it was a good time. But a lot of the girls that said they were going to come didn't come. So needless to say, Nick, those girls are on Rob's shit list. And I've already had several of them contact me because Quimby is shooting another swimsuit calendar. And, of course, these girls want to be in it. So they call me to get in. I go, nope, you're not getting in. And they can't The great why. Quimby! <laughs> So I told the girls to fuck off. I said, no, I'm not helping you anyway. You, you guys didn't show up, so go fuck yourself. But now I'm an asshole because I won't let them in the calendar. Well, I, I want to know. I mean, since I've known you, you've just had one chick after another that either canceled or just flaked out. So I'm just wondering uh, 
how many have actually shown up for anything. Well, that's that's the thing. You if you talk to a thousand of them, if you get thirty of them to show up, you're doing okay. This is why we should just do a show with me and you, and and whoever else wants to join, and just have no women because most of them are un un unreliable. Well, that's the problem, except for the problem that chicks are hot and we well, have to it, have them. It's funny you say that as I sit in my office, I'm on my computer, and in, in front of me, and I, and I texted you about her last night. I just I just put Christy Mack up as my uh, desktop wallpaper. Uh, and I got your I got your text, and it's like I love Christy Mack, but I have no idea where she is. Where she? I heard she's in hiding. She, no, she's uh, in Vegas, but she's she's on Instagram. She's got like a million Instagram followers. She's posting stuff every day. Yeah, I, I don't get it. It's like no one knows, and it's like I don't even want to bother tracking her down. If she wants to speak to me, she can get hold of me probably much easier than I can get hold of her. Well, the thing with you is, if I go, hey, hey, Nick, I want to get in touch with Nikki Benz. Like I know Nikki Benz. Pause. I don't have her number anymore, though. Well, I mean, my phone has been hacked uh, seventy-two fucking times. Well, so. It, it, Pretty much the only thing I have now is I've resorted to, if you make the cut, I write your number like on this piece of paper like it's 1977, and I stapled a bunch of those papers together, and that serves as my phone book. <laughs> well, what's other? What other, the other thing is funny is I said Nick when we after we go through Skype, tell me what your your username is. And then I'll add you. And I'm like, okay, we'll just use Nick Manning. So I type in Nick Manning, and I told you, literally, 50 Nick Mannings came up. I'm like, Nick, you call me. So I'll, so I'll add you. Even people well, on Skype I mean, are trying to, to steal your name. It's so funny you say that because uh, recently, just from flipping channels, I came across that Catfish TV show. And... I watched a few episodes about what these people do, and it's like, if those guys that run that show had any idea about these fake Nick Mannings and identity thieves and hackers, and not even how it's affecting me, but how the people that are pretending to be me are catfishing other people, uh, I'm sure they'd be very interested in that. It'd be the best show they ever fucking did. Because, I, I mean, how many of them are there? Thousands, dude. It, 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 there's yeah, there's thousands. Cause like thousands. If you added up MySpace, uh, Skype, ev uh, Facebook, Twitter, everything that's ever existed, Instagram. I mean, these Nick Manning dudes are all over the place. P people that are friends of mine get fooled by them, and then I'll see them. Nikki Benz being one. Her and Jenna Presley bitching me out about something I said about them, and they respond. I'm like, why the hell did you call me, idiots, or just come over? And then when they found out it wasn't me, they got mad, or they, they got hold of that guy and lit him up. <laughs> but, I mean, girls have been raped. Girls have had their money stolen. People have posed as me and Peter North. People have offered them contracts to my company. I mean, you people have gone to uh, whatever that thing is in Miami, Adult Con or whatever, okay. the Internet Con, Internext, and they shot scenes with people that they thought were me. Really? And it wasn't, and then they were bitching on social media that I didn't pay them. It's like, you dummy. You don't even know what I look like. <laughs> it's a good point. You should know what you look I like. I wasn't even there. 
Oh, that's so too funny. Anyway, let's get into the book. Uh, we're talking about my book, NickManningBiz.com. You can check it out. Drop and Loads, the Nick Manning story, written by Maureen St. Charles. Take it away, Rob. Well, I will say this. It was an easy read. I read it on my way to Vegas as soon as we took off and we landed, so it took me about four hours and change to read it from cover to cover. And in between being distracted by my friends and my brother in first class who was sitting next to one of the guys from Boys to Men and passing around fireball airplane bottles. So a little, let's, let's just say for sake of argument, three hours and 45 minutes to read the book from cover to cover. So it's an easy read. It's a quick read. Um, I, a couple things I noticed that I was taken back by. You, you open up in the book, which I didn't expect, and it kind of goes into how there's times where you kind of, I don't know what the word is, I don't know if it's depression, that's the word I'm looking Probably for. Probably my fault. No, no, it was my fault. I, I, I was actually texting my mother, and as I did that, I hit the button by accident. But go my, back to what, go I'm back. talking to Nick Manning, dropping <laughs> loads. But as, as you were saying, you were talking okay. about it wasn't your typical way to write a book. Well, I didn't want to have really like a biography. Like when you read those other adult books, I mean, the stuff's, I mean, I know people who've known those people when the stuff was going on and they say it's all bullshit. So what I did when the writer wanted to do the book, I said, the only way I'm doing this is you're going to come live in my house and observe what you see, go everywhere I go. And then you'll write your character study. <laughs> so over two different stretches, she lived at Manning Manor for about nine months in total. Now, she was a, a teacher? Yeah, never written a book before. Uh, she was a teacher. And I got to say, uh, just from a technical English perspective, um, her book is very well written. <laughs> No, it was. I mean, I enjoyed it. Now, my next question, I have to ask this because, you know, it's you, and there's no pictures of her. Was she hot? Um, okay. Or your type? I'm, I'm just curious. Well, I mean, when you ask me if a chick is hot, what do you think? I'm gonna, I mean, the, the standards are very high. I, okay, let me put it this way. Would, for the normal person walking the street, the John Q. public, was she attractive? They would be attracted to her, probably. Okay. Now, it, it, it seemed like as the book went on, you kind of grew close to her. At least that's the way that, that came off to me in the book. Um, I would, at the time that this was taking place, I would have considered her a close friend. Okay. Now, the, the way your tone is with that, are you not close friends anymore? You don't talk at all? Well, I mean, she lives in Canada. Okay. I mean, that means you talk to her at all? Uh, very rare occasions. I mean, I haven't in years. I mean, we spoke for a while after uh, she left just because we had to talk about getting the book published and things like that. But, you know, when it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind, right? Okay. I, 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 can, I can understand that. And then there, there's a couple things, you know, because I don't want to give the whole book away, but there's different things that I highlight that I thought were entertaining. There's the whole story about when the uh, there was girls over your house and the police showed up, which I thought was a fun part of the book. And you kind of <laughs> go into detail ripping the cops. Not that yeah. I, I love the police, by the way, but that particular instance was entertaining. Yeah, was that the Capri Cavalli story? Yes. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. Uh, coming over there with their guns drawn about a noise complaint just because they were perverts and were hoping to catch me banging. And unfortunately, the scene, the shoot hadn't started yet, and me and Capri were still asleep. <laughs> and Shauna was in a room playing video games. And then that's the way the book reads. Like, I was expecting when I read it to kind of be a chronological order of things. But kind of each chapter's its own its own story, really, which I thought was it was cool because everything was different. So you always had something different every time you went to a new chapter. Yeah, I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, uh, I was just looking for. Yeah, I mean, let's just not let's just say we in all the projects I do, whether it be the biopic, dropping loads, the Legend of Nick Manning, Hung Hard and High the documentary about me, or the book. I just try to give, let's say, the fan, or more specifically, Manning Nation, uh, the real insight into what's really happening. Because, like you said, I'm not on social media. It's not like easy to, unless like you're my friend like you or someone, I don't really just like hang or talk to people. So... Um, I guess what stems from that is if you don't have information and you see the guy on, on TV uh, going nuts and screaming and yelling and hollering and pounding girls, uh, you make stuff up. So by having her come live in my house, it was, okay, no matter what you think, we're dispelling some of these rumors. Yeah, I, I, got, I got that. Um, That's all. Because I get to ask the same questions, and I'm sick of answering them, so now I can just read it. <laughs> now you have you've done a book tour already, right? You you've done some book signings. Yeah. Uh, plan planning to do any more? Anything outside of California, or what, what's what's going on with that? At this point, that's up to the publisher. Okay. Um, I'm assuming there'll be more. I'm not sure where. And like, I, you'll be the first to know if there's one in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> You you better tell me you're coming to Philly. Yeah. Uh, no, but the, I recommend getting the book. It's an entertaining read. I mean, I, and plus I, I I enjoy reading because I I know the person, so it made it more it made it more entertaining. And there's like I said, there's a lot of different stories in here, and there's nothing that's really in chronological order. But it, it, it's a fun book. And it, but the funny part is I'm sitting there in in on the on the plane reading the book, and of course all my friends are like, "What are you reading there, Rob?" I'm like, just the book, and they'd walk by, there'd be some old lady in front of me. They're like, dropping loads of the Nick Manning story. Everybody'd look around and go, what the hell is this guy reading in 15A? <laughs> uh, one of the stories that Maureen tells, because when she asked, asked me if I'd do the project, and we signed all the papers and decided she was going to come live there, well, it was still during the school year. So she had to wait until her summer vacation to take a uh, sabbatical and then come out to California for the time that she wrote it. And uh, during that period of time, she was in a nightclub and she was standing there and there's a bunch of guys at a table. And it was one of those situations where everybody's talking really loud to talk over the music, but then like the music goes off. So everybody's still yelling and the guy's like, I'd like to drop a load all over her. And he was pointing at some chick on the dance floor. And Maureen's standing there, and she's like, 
what'd you say? And the guy, of course, the guy's not going to tell her. He's like, uh, you wouldn't understand. It's this guy. She's like, no, no, tell me what you said. He's like, oh, well, there's this guy and he's on Howard Stern and they do this crazy thing where you'll, she goes, yeah, I know. I'm writing a book about him. And she goes, instantly, I was the most popular person in that bar. <laughs> now, is it, I think I asked you this before. You said you don't, you don't like going out much. <laughs> One time I was visiting Howard Stern in New York, and they took me to some nightclub. And Richard Christie and Sal come back to the table, and they said that some guy asked them, uh, why they were out with a Nick Manning lookalike. <laughs> and they're like, that's not a Nick Manning lookalike. That's Nick Manning, you idiot. And I was thinking, I wonder what kind of career the Nick Manning lookalike has. <laughs> like, couldn't I just do all his gigs too? You could, but you have to be in 10 places at once. Well, I just want to know. It's like, I, what's this? maybe this guy's doing better than me. You know, the other question I had for you is, and by the way, go check out, so you can get the book in Nick Matting Biz, uh, at, but can you get it anywhere else besides the internet? Is it in any bookstores, or is it just on the website? No, 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 nickmanningbiz.com. Okay. And you can buy it three ways. You can get a digital copy, you can get a hard copy, and you can get a hard copy that I signed. You know, uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. I thought I was going to get the hard copy that you signed. I didn't get that in the mail. I'm very upset. Well, I will sign it when I see you. <laughs> Unfortunately, those were mailed out by the publisher, and obviously I don't live with him. And I, and we we talked about this on a prior show. I'm still waiting for Nick Manning, the audiobook version. Oh, my God, that'd be so funny. <laughs> I, I'd listen to it. Like, just, like, but you know how, like, she has it written in her voice and then... There's the parts that are me, like in the conversations. I only say my parts, and we get some chick to read her parts. I know who to read her parts. I perfect. Here we go. You do <laughs> your thing. We track down Christy Mack to read the female parts. There you go. Okay, that she'd be as good as anyone, right? <laughs> Listen, I I would fly out to LA just to watch the recording. Can Christy Mack read? I'm sure she can. Okay. I mean, I, I've never met her. I've been trying to. Tra There's two girls, Nick that I've been trying to get on my radio show since day one, that I've not been able to track down. It's Christy Mack, and it's 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 Nikki Benz. Those are the only two I can't track. I can get anybody else. I can't get down those two. I know her well. I just have never quizzed her. <laughs> you know, uh, and there's there's some other topics I want to touch on that, that, that uh, why I have you here. But, so, so I'm going to be out there in December, which we've talked about. So me, I come out in December. What do you want to do? we got to plan something. Because I know well, you're not a big drinker, and you don't drink at all, so you, you don't really go to bars. No, but we'll do we'll do something. I mean, and uh, it's very possible that my falls because obviously we're in California and you're in Philly. My fall baseball championship may be at the time when you're here. Oh, really? Yeah. So you can definitely come hang out the games, hang out with the guys, and uh, we'll. We'll go somewhere. I'm not sure. We'll go somewhere. Didn't you say we might need a? You need a bodyguard sometimes. Well, that if I do go out, we're taking a bodyguard for sure. So are you serious? So you you let's say you go out to, I don't know, you go out to dinner with your significant other, or you go out by yourself. You're always taking a bodyguard with you. Ninety-five percent of the time. Really. Usually, I have. 
a driver and a bodyguard. I don't think you need a bodyguard though. You're Nick Manning. You like well, the Steven Seagal people. I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> right? Okay. It's like I want I want what's that song by Nickelback? I don't know. I don't listen to Nickelback. That's too late for me, Nick. I want a bunch of bodyguards who like to beat up assholes. So like, here's the okay. Here's a question for you. When was the last time you were out and one of your bodyguards had to get in an altercation? Was it recent? No, about a year ago when I was in Chicago. Okay. I, I went to this club and the next thing it was in the hood and the next thing you know. It wasn't just like one fight broke out. There were like six fights going on. And one of the scariest things anyone's ever seen is Outlaw Artie's overhand right. So he started cleaning house. And I really couldn't get involved because I was going to my modeling agency, Ford Models, the next day. So I couldn't go there missing teeth. They're all beat up. The other thing I wanted to ask you was, so, so obviously you're not shooting now. Um, so what do you do? What are you doing on a day-to-day basis? Are you doing one thing? Are you just hanging out, or what? What? Do you, what take me through a, a normal day of Nick Manning, because I never really asked you. Uh, today I got up and went to the gym. Then I went golfing. Now I'm sitting here talking to you. <laughs> a normal day is pretty much that. So is it pretty much that you've made enough money, you're comfortable, so you can kind of just hang, pretty much? I'm like, I'm like Floyd Mayweather. If you come at me and throw stupid money at me, you might get my attention. If you're asking me about something that's not going to be all that lucrative, but I should do it for the spirit of the project, uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I, I buy that. But So you're just kind of just hanging out living life. Pretty much. Yeah. And speak, speaking of Floyd Mayweather, I was very happy with the results of the fight, but there's something that was much more entertaining than any of that. What was that? Floyd Mayweather's dad is, he's the, one of the funniest people I've ever seen. I think, because, he's, I think he's either brain damaged or high well, half the time. Dude, he's so funny because he's like me. He either can't remember your name or he doesn't know it. He kept calling Conor McGregor McConnor, and then he'd even forget that he was calling him McConnor, and then he started calling him McGregory. I don't even think he's really a good trainer. He just had a son that was blessed with a gift. Well, Roger Mayweather did all of it, but apparently he has dementia, and like they find him like wandering around neighborhoods. Yeah, that, yeah, you're right. And so the fight itself. It lasted longer than I thought it would, but I thought Floyd pretty much played with him for eight rounds. That's pretty much what he did. That's what I thought anyway. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there, the outcome was never in doubt. No, but I was waiting for I, something I, crazy to happen. I gotta say, yeah. I, I never really was a big fan of Conor McGregor, but after the fight and the way that he handled the loss and the things that he said, he made me laugh because uh, there are things that... I can relate to. Like he was just like, I like a good head banging. Well, what I what I couldn't get was as soon as the fight was over, they interviewed him. He said, and I quote, he says this, and I still don't know what he meant. He said, I made Floyd Mayweather look like a Mexican. 
the hell does that mean? Well, because Mexican boxers are known for just coming forward like zombies. Oh, okay. I, I, didn't, That's know, a, I didn't know what he meant by it. I had no idea. It's a, fight, it's a fighting style analogy. Okay. Um, in my notes, I went over what you sent me. And the one thing I wanted to ask, because I knew you knew him, how did you meet Lemmy? Oh, my God. Because uh, i got to say, I'm a little upset because I was looking forward when I was coming out to L.A. that maybe I'd go to the Rainbow Room and catch him there. Unfortunately, that's never going to happen. But I'd like to hear the story how, how you became friends with Lemmy from Motor. In Street. fact, I was at the last concert date he did in L.A., and then he went to Colorado right after that, and that's when he started being really sick, and he was dead soon thereafter. Mm -hmm. But, uh, okay, I told this story a, a lot, and the background is really interesting. When I grew up in Chicago and I'd go to the gym and I was banging iron on the south side, the music was never heavy enough. So I pretty much only listened to like ACDC. And uh, when I went to college, a friend of mine called me one day, there was this new station and their moniker was, if it's too loud, you're too old. <laughs> and the guy said to me, my friend said, I don't know what the name of the band is, but there's this guy on this station and he sounds like a monster. I'm sure you'll love him. So I listened to the station and sure enough, 10 songs in, I heard Lemmy screaming, eat the rich. And uh, ever since then, I listened to Motorhead and ACDC while I was working out. So now I come to LA and I shot this movie from Lust Till Dawn. I was the George Clooney character from, from Dust Till Dawn. Okay. And uh, the movie was like a big budget picture and they had a, a premiere for it. So I was going with a bunch of chicks in a limo and one of the chicks was friends with this guy who managed bands at Capitol Records and he was friends with Lemmy. So she says, hey, can I bring Lemmy? And I'm like, yeah, of course. So at the premiere, before they showed the movie, they had like a golf outing and dinner. And Lemmy was sitting with this dude, Howie, the manager, at our table. And we go in the bathroom in an intermission, and I'm smoking a bowl with Miles Long, and Lemmy's in there taking a piss. And I'm like, hey, Lemmy, you want a hit of this? He's like, Ugh. And he pulls out this bag of crystals. There must have been enough for a month. But that was probably what he was going to take that night. And he goes, hey, you want some of this? And I'm like, hey, man, I got to get my dick hard. He's like, I get my dick hard. So after that, we were always fast friends. I'd hang with him at the Rainbow. I'd go to their shows. Uh, he'd come to AVN. We'd hang out there. And... Uh, you know, there were times when, like, Phil would call me, and he wanted to go to porn star karaoke, and I'd be like, dude, we're not going to that dump. We'll go somewhere else. So we'd go hang out in Hollywood elsewhere. What? What? And, one of my uh, friends hosts porn star karaoke now, Nick. The, I don't. I don't even know that it's still. It is. Around. Nick. Nicky Hunter hosted. It's at. Um, what's it? I've never been there. It's at Sandoz. I think that's the name of the bar. Sandoz. Yeah, that's that's it. She still. She hosts it now. Uh, well, don't expect to see me there anytime soon. <laughs> That's the worst shit going on in Hollywood. 
But yeah, Lemmy seems like would would have been a really cool guy to hang out with. He just seems. Like oh yeah. So guy. anyway, to finish the story, one when I first started hanging out with him, we were at Rainbow one night, and I called my friends back in Chicago. I go, and like they're still. This was like early two thousands. They're still like in awe and shock that I'm now Nick Manning, and I go, hey, guess who I'm hanging out with? They're like, who? I'm like, Lemmy. He's like, bullshit, no you're not. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> so, like, they're back on the south side still doing all the same dumb shit, and I'm out here hanging out with the coolest people we know. It's a tough life, isn't it? Well, it's just different. Than, you know, it's like, I I always say, I started at the bottom, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get to the top, Nick. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get there. I don't think there is a top, dude. I want to get close to the top. I've been at the bottom, I've been at the top, and it's still all the same to me. Uh, well, listen, I'm looking forward to coming out there. It's going to be it's gonna be a good time. Um, so hopefully we get into some trouble. Yeah, I hope so, too. Uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll take extra bodyguards. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, extra bodyguards. Well, see, I don't know. You can't really party like you used to because you're like, you're like domesticated now. You're in a relationship. Dude. The, the partying has nothing to do with the bodyguards. The it's like I could be standing in line at the bank and need six bodyguards. Nick, episode one of the Nick Manning show. Nick Manning goes to the bank. And then his bodyguards yeah. have to Steven Seagal somebody. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, there's always some shit. Because, I mean, in L.A. now, like everywhere you go, there's homeless people just like living on the sidewalk. And... Everybody's pissed off. The economy sucks. It's expensive here. Everybody got kicked out of their fucking houses. So pretty much every year, everywhere you go, somebody's gonna do something stupid. And I'm not fucking having it. You know, I did have a question for you. I was throwing this around with one of my buddies. I know the Playboy Mansion got sold. Are they still having parties there, or they don't have parties there anymore? I think they probably still have parties. I think they didn't, wasn't part of the deal that they still let Hugh live there. Yes. My next question is, I'm I mean, it's not fun anymore though, bro, because I used to go there back when it was like massage Sunday. I was dating a couple playmates at yeah. different times and you go hang out there on a Sunday and you get massages and it was all laid back and cool. And now it's like over corporatized and a bunch of jokers are there. And I mean, there's no chicks. So on a, you know, and again, I know you're not really in the party scene that much now because you know you're 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 kind of in your own little compound there at Manning Manor. But when you do go out, is there like a, a place to go? Like, okay, that's the house party. Like, is that the thing? Is that the thing about like house parties, or is it we're gonna go to a club? Or what's it like when you want to go to like a like a a party that not everybody knows about? What is that at a house or is that at a club? It's probably after hours at a club. It okay. could be. I mean. I get invited to all kind of house parties. I just don't go, okay. right? Um, I used to go. I mean, I used to go out. I mean, I'd work all day or all night, go out to whatever adult function there was, go right back to work, do that, drive to Vegas, do shit up there, drive home, play my ball game. I mean, bang all night. It was just like... I was functioning on three hours of sleep for 15 years. And eventually, it's just like, dude, I'm not going to keep living like this. 
Just try it when I'm out there for one night. Let loose for one night for me. Just for yeah, me. I mean that's fine. Just but like I mean when you're doing it all the time and you're amongst friends and places where you you feel comfortable, that was one thing. Going out with the unwashed public and having a bunch of well, I could do your job. I want I could be you. You're not you're not so great. Yeah, right. You that's know, why I'm in the Hall of Fame and you're here. Listen, all I want to do is when we're there, we, I don't care if we have to stalk her, we got to track down Nikki Benz. Okay. She's easy to find. <laughs> you know, because yeah, yeah, we, we, we use it on the show all the time. You know there's these Nick Manning soundboards, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Are you pissed off that you didn't copyright one of them, so you're not making money, you're not making money off any of them? Dude, uh, let me explain something to you. I, had a tr I, I still have a trademark on my name and on drop and loads the term. Uh, here's the issue. Other than a few select people that we've sued, um, most of those people aren't making any money. So it's like the whole thing. You can't squeeze blood out of a turnip. No, you're right. So if they want to put up a Nick Manning soundboard and make themselves $700, God bless you. Uh, the other thing that, that me and Quimby talked about, we did a, um, we do a, you ever do a power hour before? Do you, are you familiar with what that is? Maybe. <laughs> a power hour is you do a shot of beer every minute. But what you do oh. is you usually have music. So every time the music changes, you do a shot of beer. It, it comes out to like eight or nine beers. Well, no. one, time, one time we did the Chris Hansen power hour. You know that guy that was on MSNBC to catch a predator? That guy. And we, had, we did all the sound clips. I said, Quimby, when we go to L.A., we should do, he's like, why don't we do a Nick Manning power hour? I'm like, I'll do one better. Why don't we go to Los Angeles and we'll do the Nick Manning power hour, but we'll do it live. He'll just say a phrase every minute. Yeah. And you'll just have to remind me what they are, the ones off the soundboard. Yeah, exactly. I, some, we'll just, we'll just I, some of those are great. Like, people, don't, they don't get it. It's like, I love Manning Nation. If you've taken the time to put that shit together and put it up there, I'm not mad. I'm laughing right along with you. The, the funniest one, again, there's a lot of them, but the one that, I, you probably remember all of them, but there's one, you say something, I think I get this right, you say, I think, shut the, uh, shut the fuck up, don't make a sound, you're only 18, or something along those lines, it's fucking hilarious. I, 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 I like the one where I'm like, don't tell me no, nobody tells me no. <laughs> and then there's like the ones that are like the same thing. But there's a little bit different tone or inflection, and one of them's like, ha ha ha. I'm like, who would put that on there? They're, they're gold. I mean, they're. I mean, that's what separates you. It's just funny. Like you, you, when you, when you, you I don't even want to see the, the video. I just want to hear the audio. That's all I care about. What of them? What was it? Teenage pussy needs it too. <laughs> I think you should try stand up. I think that's your next calling is do stand-up. Another thing there's no money in. Just like me and you sitting here on the radio and there's no money in it, stand-up. Something else there's no money in. We could How make about you do something it? that's worth our time? We could make money. We need to, You need to get your buddy that owns Vivid Radio. You need to get me, you, and him in a room, and we need to have a meeting. Why? We need to beat it, send, we need to beat it into him. Just send this to him. 
It's got to be better than any piece of shit he's got on there. Well, that's the thing. I keep telling him when we had the initial meeting with him was that it's like phone sex. It's not entertaining. What if you had something that could bring in some advertising with me and you? We have the girls in, but it's still fun. And we, oh yeah, by the way, we can get the call letters right. These girls <laughs> can't even get the call letters right. What? Okay, that's a deal. Now, moving on to the show, I sent you a bunch of the stuff that Jay and I had discussed covering and having you co-host the show with us. Well, now Jay's absent, so we might as well just do it ourselves. As I, I, like I said, I, I wrote down keynotes and, and, and stuff to go over. Uh, let's see here. As I, as I pull up my thing. And the thing is, i got to tell you, when you sent me notes, I mean, you sent me notes. I mean, this is some detailed shit. With well, all- I, I mean, he decided he wanted to do the show. I said, okay. The first two episodes went well. I thought they were pretty cool. Yeah. I was like, well, if we're going to do this, there's got to be some kind of a format. Like, for callers and people to submit their shit. So some people started doing it via social media directly to Jay. He sent me a list. When I saw all the topics that he wanted to cover, then I they fell into, like, natural groupings. Well, if we're going to have, like, you or my other friend, the Mo Radio Show, Big Mo on, or Duke Mulholland, who did my biopic, or Dan Lee Strickland, the self-proclaimed Nick Manning expert, uh, then right, certain of these topics relate to them. That's who we should discuss it with. Well, a lot of that shit related to you, and then I said the other stuff that isn't assigned by any particular person, if you want to discuss that, let's get to it. Now, now I'm going through, there's some stuff that pops out. Now, I know there's certain stuff that you don't want to go over, uh, so stop me if I'm reading this wrong, but, like, there's topics on here like uh, E! Hollywood Story. What the hell is that? Okay, for er, okay, forever. I mean, about the time I got in the business, those things were becoming popular, the E! True Hollywood Story. So I always thought a cool E! True Hollywood Story would be mine, or... An episode of Cribs at my place. I mean, all these strokes that they have on this stuff that don't have anything going on or their life isn't fun. I mean, other than the fact that uh, I'm offensive because I'm an adult star, is there any reason why there wasn't a Reels Nick Manning? I would have watched it. Right? Of course you would. Because guess what? Cool guys who watch football and boxing and MMA and baseball and fucking pro wrestling uh, like me. I don't know. That's almost the demographic of everyone. Here's the thing. I know you're familiar with uh, the the two movies that came out. There's Life After Porn 1 and Life After Porn 2. Did you see either one of those? I heard about them, and I may have seen some clips. So Life After Porn 2, I think, came out relatively recent. I want to say six or seven months ago. I don't know why you weren't in it. You're not in porn anymore, but you know who is in it? Lisa Ann. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why I'm not in it. Because I don't want to be in Life After Porn 1. <laughs> one, of ex, like, one of your ex-girlfriends was in it. Maybe, but it's like... My life after porn is the same life I had in porn. 
So it's not like now I'm a realtor. Well, what I found funny in Life After Porn 2, this might sound like I'm pying on Lisa Ann. Well, I really am. But she makes it sound like, you know, she wanted to get away from it and it's not her thing anymore. And I'm like, listen, the only reason you have a show on Sirius is because you were in porn. Not because you're good on the radio. And it just they make her they just paint her like she's this little princess. And I'm like, this is such bullshit. This whole goddamn thing is bullshit. But you know that's that's you know it is what it is. But see if you were on there, you know what I notice about the dynamic of our show? Yeah, we're two very angry guys. Yeah, but see you're an angry guy that actually you know is getting laid here and there. I'm an angry guy that gets fucked over by beautiful women left and right because they give me excuses as to why they can't hang out or why they can't come to the show. Like oh I can't come. Why can't you come? The FBI's in my house. Why can't well, you come? Well you my you got the wrong died. approach. The answer is. Don't tell me no. Nobody tells me no. That's the new. I'm using that from now on. Nobody I mean, tells me no. <laughs> I'm using that right now. I'm, I'm, that's that's my new line. I'm using it right now. <laughs> so your uh, your your co-host Jay Ken is he going to be offended that we're that we're doing this? No, he was he he was pulling his hair out trying to figure out how he was going to continue the podcast and. Uh, I don't know why we didn't think of this sooner. Well, I mean, but, so I guess what we're going to do is this This is going to go up on RobVRadio.com, but this will also go up on uh, Nick Manning Radio. So you can get it You can get it in both ways, both two different areas. We're, this is, we're simulcasting. Well, you know how you were asking me about the technology and I said about how we do the garage band? And the, well, at the very end of the shutdown process after we decide to go off the air he walks me through how to save it and it goes to itunes and eventually that file of my my half of the show gets sent to him in some sort of a like google box he sends it to me and you just add it to it and then he takes it and edits it yeah in this case he told me when you're done editing the show uh let me know, and uh, I'll have Jay Kent send you an email with that box, and you can send directly to him, and he'll load it up there. This will be edited and up on the website within a half an hour after me and you're done doing this. Well, it takes Jay ten days to edit one show. Oh, by the way, for anyone else that listens to this, either on RobbyRadio.com or on NickManningBiz.com, this is a shameless plug. Listen, I want to go to the AVNs this year. The only problem is my buddy Brian Gross and Mindy Sue who run the AVNs, if I want to get a table on the floor, it's 4600 bucks. So if anybody wants to give me, donate $5,000 to the Rob V Show, get a hold of me or Nick Manning. That is fucking funny. It's $4,600 to go to something that I can sit in the front row for for free. Well, no, no. so let me rephrase that. So there's there's the, the, the expo is where I would do the show from, right? That's where I want to. So it's 4600 to, to have a table to be able to broadcast there. Now, oh, now if okay. I wanted to go there, I can get media credentials whenever I want to go there for free. I think normally to go there, it's like, to go to the expo, it's like 200 bucks, but I can get that for free. But to broadcast, to get an actual table, it's 4,600 bucks. So if any businesses out there want to promote a business, we'd love to have a sponsor for you in Vegas this year to sponsor the Maybe uh, Maybe we'll have a NickManningBiz.com booth. And you can broadcast from there. Hey, listen, if you talk to your business advisors, if they want to throw me 4600 bucks 
And so we can do the show. I'm on board. I'll do all the work. I don't think I've been there since 2015. I haven't been there since 2014, I don't think. You should make your triumphant return, Nick. No. I'm... <laughs> You're like, no. I don't want to go, no. No desire? Well, I mean, I just don't see the point. It's like... I look at this way. I look at this way. At some point, you have to live off your residuals. And I did enough in this business to have enough products and projects to have income where I don't need to work. Now, do you still get like uh, checks in the mail for stuff every so often? Yeah. Yeah. Great. That's a life. Here's another check. Here's another check. That's fantastic. I'm hoping one day that I can live off the Rob Z show and get checks in the mail. Some of the checks are substantial, but some of them are fucking funny, like $3.47 from SAG. <laughs> uh, you, know, a shame, you know, plugging things again, because we don't know who's going to listen to this since we're doing this on RobbyRadio.com and NickMannyBiz.com. Nick, Nick There's another huge podcasting company not far from you in Beverly Hills called Podcast One. So if anybody at Podcast One's listening, and I've been trying to get a hold of their program director forever... Call me and Nick, because we'd like to be on podcast one. Well, I'm, I'm hey, pipping us out left and right, Nick. Well, i got to tell you, I mean, Jay and I discussed this, and then we'll get into the list. But Jay and I discussed it, and early on it was like, Jay wanted to do a podcast. You've discussed doing a podcast with me. Mo's discussed doing a podcast with me. A guy who used to do marketing for Nick Manning Entertainment had a buddy who worked in FM radio and knew someone at Sirius and tried to get me a show over there. And some other guy wanted me to be on Jeff Jarrett's new wrestling league as a manager. It's like all these people think that these things would be awesome if I was involved, yet nobody wants to give them the opportunity to do it. Hold on. Well, so, I was going to say the Jeff Jarrett thing would be a hell of an opportunity. Yeah, they basically threw him out of the office. They did. Now, since yeah. don't, don't mind me. I'm having a beer. I'm opening a beer. Hopefully you heard that. No, I, I, you, you, your wrestling manager? Oh, I'm on board for that one. Yeah. Let me be your manager. <laughs> we, what are we going to manage? You should go into wrestling. There's your next career. Yeah. You know, they, they had a porn star. In the late 90s on WWE television, you could be the real-life porn star. Yeah, remember Val Venus? Yeah. See, there you go. They were He was trying to emulate Nick Manning. That well, guy I know, was... Val Venus had Jenna Jameson. Did you ever bang Jenna Jameson? No. she. Uh, we did a scene together, but we were both doing Savannah. <laughs> trying to think. Oh, God. There was one other girl that I think you knew that I wanted to meet. Now I can't think of her name. Well, when we go over this list, I'm sure it'll pop into my head. Um, we, we've covered some stuff on the list. Uh, we talked about Lemmy. We talked about uh, the E! True Hollywood stories. You're, how are your supplements doing? Good, man. Uh, they work. So that's all you need to know about them. If I was getting late, I'd use them. But my sex life isn't very good right now, Nick. It's in the shitter. I don't like to hear that from anyone. Hey, listen, this is why I do radio. I started the show to vent my frustrations. It went from me being in my, doing the show on a little cell phone to talking to people like Nick Manning in Los Angeles. <laughs> I've really come up in the world, Nick, in a short time. Well, I mean, a short time. You did 300 shows. 
So, so <laughs> that's like when I say uh, it took me seven years to be an overnight sensation. All right, it's 301 now, but let's not split hairs. Is this counting? Or no, is like this, like said, the... this is its own separate entity. We're going to call this Tuesdays with Nick. And this is going to be its own separate thing that's going to go on It's going to go on the website, RobbieRadio.com. It's going to go um, on the, all our, our pod. We're listed on every podcast service there is, iTunes, Stitcher. So it's going to be all on that. It'll be streaming. It'll and it'll be streaming on RobVRadio.com, and it'll be on NickManningBiz.com. But it'll be its own separate thing. This isn't really episode 302 of the Rob V Show because Quimby would get jealous if I did a show without him. Uh, Quimby! <laughs> See, I wish you were still shooting just so you could say that in a show because it'd be—I mean, in a shoot because it'd be hilarious. It'd be absolutely hilarious if you could do that. But. So it'll be all over. But if this is its own separate thing, I figured we'll do something different. We'll just call it Tuesdays with Nick. And I think it'll, I think people will get, get a real kick out of it. Why didn't Quimby join us today? I never said he couldn't come. No, I know. But I'm doing this from my place. See, I'm about <laughs> 25 minutes. My, my studio is, 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 is at Quimby's, and it's about 25 minutes, a half an hour again in the city. And it's much more comfortable for, for me to sit in my office at my computer, hit a button, and just record with you. Oh, okay. A lot, lot, lot easier with technology. Plus, I well, saw him yesterday. I saw him Sunday. We did a show. All right. Well, I, I'm assuming I'll meet Quimby out here. You will meet Quimby, yes. All right. I know. I know that he's a huge fan. Oh, he's a big fan. That's the whole reason we we that was the whole reason we were gonna have we had you on because he mentioned it years and years ago. So we should have Nick Manning on. I'm like, I can try. And I remember I tried to get a hold of you forever. Then finally I just gave up. I'm like, all right, whatever, it's not going to work. And then out of the blue, I'm at at my house, and I get a phone call from you. Well, I'll tell you why. Because, (laughs) okay, let's just call it the filter. Okay. Uh, The people who protect me from the public, Yeah. pretty much it's like going through a funnel. Many are called, fewer chosen. So... Apparently, you were kicking around that funnel via social media with them until one day they just happened to mention it to me, and I was like, sure, I'll call the guy. Like, it was that simple, except uh, it's not that simple when they don't tell me anything because they're assuming I'll say no. (laughs) No, it was great that I finally tracked you down, and... I, I was telling you, there's another girl that I want to track down that I don't know if you know her. Do you know Brianna Banks? Of course. I've been trying to track her down. She's on my list. Can't track her down. Yeah, I was in a lot of movies with Brianna Banks. I'm actually, to Google who she was, I Googled uh, top uh, hottest porn stars of all time. And I know the third one, and you know the top two. Number one, they have a Stormy Daniels, who I did get a hold of, thanks to you, but at the time it didn't work out. Brianna Banks is number two. Brandy Love's number three. Who I know. That's not. That's not. That's not bad company of people to know, is it? No. No. <laughs> I was bummed though. Like Stormy's. Um. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was her friend and whoever contacted her was really cool. It just. It just didn't work. She's like, oh, she wants to do it, but the timing didn't work. But like any time they go, oh, you're friends with Nick, then they call me right back. <laughs> I I believe that maybe around like 2009ish or 10. Uh, Brianna Banks was hanging out in my kitchen on New Year's Eve. 
You're a lu- Nick, you're a lucky man. And she still looks good. Just like Brandy yeah. Love still looks good. It's it's a shame Brandy's married. I definitely try to hit on her more, but I have to be nicer on her because she's a married lady. Oh, I, I don't keep track of relationships because by the time you congratulate someone on getting married, sometimes they're divorced. Oh, I'll, I'll give you a... It doesn't work out so well. Speaking of relationships, I'll give you something completely off topic because I thought this was funny. So a dancer that we have on our show quite a bit, I promised she was going to come on to the show. She didn't come down to the three other show. There were circumstances she didn't come down, but I was still pissed off. So now she's dating. This girl's like 25. She's dating a guy that's like 55. She's pretty much dating him because he wants, she wants his money. So she posted a picture with him on Instagram, and I put underneath, is that guy on ARP? Well, needless to say, Nick, she was not happy with me, left me the, the most vile voicemail you could think of, and she goes, why don't you answer your phone? You're a fucking dirtbag, blah, blah, blah. I'm saying to myself, A, what do I care why you're saying this? And then B, you're probably not going to be dating this guy in two months anyway, so why the fuck should I even make a big stink about it? Yeah. These girls <laughs> go through men like used Kleenex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just impossible to keep track of it. I remember... Back in the day, and this is where I got this rule of thumb from, I went to Ava Vincent's house, and we were there to discuss this next movie we were doing. And I knew she just married this guy, John Decker, and I hardly knew him. I knew her from being, like, a lot of movies with her. And there were some people at her house. I walked in. I'm like, and it's like I literally hadn't seen her in, like, a month. I walked in and said, hey, Ava, uh, congratulations. And everybody kind of looked funny, and she got sad. They were already getting divorced. He beat her up. Oh, my God. I was like, my goodness. That's so, one thing I can Now I like just for... keep my mouth shut. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, well, how is it for you now to just be, I mean, you're pretty much living a normal life. You're in a normal relationship. Is it just kind of like. All right, everything's normal now, or do you still do you miss, you know, being in the scene? I guess is the word is, is what I'm looking for. No, dude, I don't I don't miss anything. <laughs> uh, I'm just I just try to uh, enjoy each day as it comes. I don't make too many plans. Somebody will call me, ask me to do some project or whatever. Those one-off things I'll do. Redemption process shows more mainstream shit i still model a lot uh but other than that i pretty much just focus on playing baseball and as i was telling jay that was always the plan um when i was in my early 20s maybe even my late teens i said i'm gonna mortgage my 20s and 30s for the rest of my life and then I'm just going to play a bunch of baseball. Yeah. And that's pretty much how it went down. I stuck to the plan. So so the next question is, you're settled down, you're in a relationship, would Nick Manning get married again? Uh, I would say very unlikely. Very unlikely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I would almost say 100% no, except uh, things happen. <laughs> that's true. And you don't much rather have to get upset. <laughs> well, I don't think she'd want to marry me. <laughs> now, do you, guys, do you guys live together? Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm assuming at Manning Manor. Yeah. 
Oh, you know what? For something else I wanted to bring up, I, I won't say the girl's name. I'll tell you off there if you want, because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But I was talking to someone a couple months ago who lives out in L.A. I said, oh, yeah, we're going to. We were, I think for a, a period of time, me and you were talking about maybe doing a podcast live from your place. And I said, oh, we're going to do it from Manning Manor. And the girl goes, you don't want to do it from there. I said, why not? Like, have you been to Manning Manor? I said, no. And she was very, like, vague. I don't know what she meant by that. Like, again, I can tell you off the air who it is, but I was just like, okay. Like, she was very, like, I don't know if you want to go to Manning Manor and shoot it. I'm like, okay. I just thought it was odd. I don't know. I don't know why the person would say something like that. Well, I mean, it's kind of like the Playboy Mansion. Um, people hear lots of rumors about things going on in my house. So depending upon how you feel about that, you're either rah-rah uh, or you're like, stay away from that guy. Well, well, I mean, based on what you tell me, it seems like it's probably pretty normal to your place these days. Well, you saw my biopic when the Reverend Dan Lee Strickland says that he came over there and he goes, it wasn't really what I expected. He goes, I just walked in, there was uh, a girl stripping some paint off the wall. Manning was out shooting his 22 in the driveway. Yeah, so it's a typical normal life. Well, and, and part of the, you know, we started talking about the book. Uh, that's one of the things that she emphasizes over and over again is that I like to go to set do my shenanigans there, but when I go back home, that's like the man cave, stay out of here. Yeah, well, you can kind of really be you. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know how many chicks always ask me, how come you don't have a TV in your bedroom? I don't like having a TV in my bedroom. See, I need a TV in my bedroom. I got to watch TV. I need I need stuff to go to sleep or I go insane. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't sleep well when the TV is on. I don't get, like, REM sleep. Okay. But, but so what, what's the weather like in LA today? It's raining here in Philly. Let me guess, it's sunny at 75 there. When I was at the golf course, it was probably about 105, maybe more. Well, it's still better than here. I'm looking out my window. It's raining. Yeah, it was pretty damn hot. I mean, I was like, I mean, I I I sweat a lot anyway. We always say I have an excellent cooling system, but today I was just like pouring. So what's Nick going to do tonight? You staying in tonight? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I grilled some chicken last night, so I think I'll eat that. And uh, my chick will get home from work at some point. Do you, uh, now you live in the Hollywood Hills. How close are the houses there? Are they close or are they spread apart? No, very, uh, very, like I can't really see only maybe one neighbor. So you really do you know any of your neighbors? Do you have like neighbors come over and hang out or no? Fuck no. Oh, I don't know. I'm asking. I was asking a question. I don't know. I used to work with this guy when I was playing independent ball in Chicago. I had a job in human resources, and uh, guy says to me, "Do you know why guys like you and me will never have a lot of money?" And his name was Randy Andrews, and I said, "Why is that, Randy?" He goes, "Well." Most people go out, you get their paper in the morning, and they're like, good morning, neighbor. You and me would be like, fuck you, neighbor. <laughs> so that's why. Okay. Do you ever have, have you, do you have parties at the house or not really anymore? Uh, that all stopped with the, uh, with the girlfriend. 
Well, no, that all stopped when I stopped doing drugs. Okay. <laughs> now, now you're now you're clean. Yeah, I mean, I w I always lived a real clean life. I can't I mean like didn't drink, didn't smoke, didn't do anything, just played sports. And uh, once I got into adult, I realized, oh man, smoking weed is great, and one thing led to another, and then next thing I know. We're up partying and banging all night long, every night going to work. It was just like a for ten years. It was just a continuous party, and eventually it was like, you know, like people struggle to quit smoking or quit. To, just one day I was like, I'm not smoking anymore. One day uh, I'm not doing coke anymore, and like I haven't touched it in ten years. Yeah. Like I don't have an addictive personality. So I'll do it as long as it's fun. Uh, when it's not fun anymore, I'm like, this sucks, man. It's it's like hard enough to work out without adding to the misery. You know, I think the next project for Nick Manning should be uh, Nick Manning workout videos. That should go right on the website. Work, work well, out with Nick. There are some uh, workout videos up there. Plus in the biopic, there's some workout stuff. But there's a... There's a specific workout video that's up there. It's about seven or eight minutes long. I, I just gotta watch it to get myself back into shape. I, I've, yeah, been doing, I've been doing and yoga. There's a there's a fitness article that was written by Duke Mulholland with a bunch of pictures and uh, it details like my insane workout on a, like a, over a seven day period. I still think your biopic it, it need. I, I think you're telling me that it's technically still being edited. Because I know you said no, it to me. No, 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 no. There's two projects. There's the biopic, which is up on the website. Yeah. That's done. That's that's just available for free. Okay. Anyone okay. Watch that. Uh, then there's a documentary uh, of which they shot over about a, I don't know, 10-year period in my career. They've got probably 150 hours or more of usable footage. And... They've never edited it. So my idea was, well, their idea was they want to take the best footage and make uh, Hung Hard and High Part 1 an hour and a half. Hung Hard and High Part 2 an hour and a half as a documentary, two parts. No. Then the rest of the footage would be edited and put together kind of chronologically, and they pretty much have five years of one-hour episodes, 13 episodes per season, already in the can. But they're not editors. And it's a daunting task to have to edit all that shit if you're not an editor. Well, what, what, how, what was their plan when they were shooting this? They just weren't going to edit it? Well, uh, let's just say this. It's all fun and games when you go everywhere with Nick Manning and you're banging chicks and going to parties and going to Vegas. And it's like I'm on the merry-go-round for a decade. And then we stop the merry-go-round and say, okay, take your footage and go make a, a bunch of money off of it. And then they go, uh, this isn't fun anymore. So instead, the producer decided to sit in his apartment uh Smoke weed and watch gun smoke. You got you got you got a bunch of lackeys around there, Nick. Well, that's just L.A., dude. It's like, and the the worst part about it is, 
distributors and networks want to buy his project. The guy has no money, and he refuses to finish it. Now everyone's like, well, why don't you sue him? I'm not going to sue him. He, over this time, he's become my friend. Yeah. But still, if you're going to tell me you're going to do something, do it. That's all I ask. Well, you know, like when, when I get off the phone with you, you know, I'd like to go out. But as soon as we're done, this will get edited. This will go to the proper channels and it'll be done. You know, to me, when I do something, it's got to get finished. I can't just finish it halfway and then it's not done because we got to get this out to the public. You know what I mean? Well, do you realize where you live? You're on the East Coast where things actually happen. <laughs> I'm on the West Coast where things actually get talked about. <laughs> you tell me that a lot. You do tell me that when we talk on the phone. Well, I've lived all over the country. When I was playing independent ball, I played in Chicago, Dallas area, Phoenix, Long Island, Miami, uh, Los Angeles. So I've lived in all the major cities, not to mention I've uh, worked or been in uh, many of the other major cities in this country, not to mention foreign countries, biggest cities. And I got to tell you, people in California, I don't know how they survive because nobody really does any work here. So they call it La La Land out there. It's like dream, it's like fantasy land. And I got people are oh Manning, you made so much money, dude. I gotta explain this to you. Yeah, I made a lot of money. People around me made a lot of money. But if I hadn't made a lot of money before I got into adult, or just to say entertainment in general, I wouldn't have been able to survive. Now, when I first when I first got my agency and. Uh, New York and South Beach. The chick at the agency who they assigned to me, her name was Allie Newhoff. She said, you're going to be successful because you have the financial wherewithal to be successful. I said, what are you talking about? She goes, people come down here to be models and they end up waitresses and bartenders who sometimes model. She goes, you're not going to have a job. So that's not going to be the case for you. No, that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Right? So there it was. I was positioned differently than everyone else. Therefore, uh, I guess I was ex I expected that I was going to succeed where a lot of people come out here and they're just winging it. Well, yeah, that's right. Now, um, we, we've touched a lot of stuff on the list here. We Believe it or not, we've been yapping for over an hour. So I don't want to get every single topic, you know, go over everything in one shot. So is there anything you want to, you want to talk about or that I may have missed before we wrap this baby up? The first ever Tuesdays with Nick. Why don't you pick one more thing on there and then we'll call it a day. One more thing. And then Jay will be happy that we uh, selected items off the list. Let's see here. Okay, I don't... Um... I don't even know if this is anything. It just says Bill Burr and Tiger Woods. That you have I under think, the notes. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll, I'll go to something else then. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I guess you have down here favorite girls to work with. So I'll pick a girl that I don't know much about. 
Uh, let's see. Caden Cross. Why was she fun to Oh, first, you know what? Hold on. Let's back that up. Katie Morgan's on here. i got to be honest with you. i got a huge problem with Katie Morgan, and here's why. About three years ago, she came to the penthouse club here in Philly, and I know the guy that runs it. I said, listen, I want to interview Katie Morgan. He's like, no problem. We set it up, bada bing, bada boom, come down at this time. I'm like, fine. I go down there at about 10.30 before she goes on. I go to the door guy. I'm like, I'm here to do the interview, blah, 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 got my notes ready. Comes back down, she, and he goes, sorry, she doesn't want to do the interview. I'm like, she fucking told me she was going to do the interview. And then I later found out she was fucked up three ways to Sunday, and she couldn't make it down the stairs. Well, I mean, can you really blame someone for having a good time, Rob? No, but I was there to interview her. When Rob Valimus comes in, listen, like you, you know what I should have said to her, Nick, what you told me. Nobody tells me no, Katie. That's what I should have told her. Don't tell me no. Don't tell Nobody me no. Nobody tells me no. That's what I should have told her. Okay. You, gotta say it. you have to say it in your best Nick Manning voice. Like, Don't tell me no. No one like, tells me no. Mikey Butters said one time we were at the gym and we were on the ellipt not not the elliptical the escalator steps yeah and actually the Rock was on the one next to us oh that's great it was me Mikey Butters and the Rock all three of us on the stepper and uh, he says how'd you like to take a load to the face and I said gee Butters when you say it it almost sounds inviting. When I say it, they're terrified. How'd you like to take a load to the face? <laughs> now, here's my question. When you're working out, did The Rock knew who you were or no? Well, yeah, we were. We said hello. I mean, I, I don't even know if you remember. I was on Hogan Knows Best. Well, hold on, hold on. I was going to ask you that. And now we're getting off topic, but that's fine because there's two more questions I want to ask you. I, I saw this year on Hogan Knows Best. I watch Hogan's Knows Best. Why were you in it? What was the episode? Uh, okay, they called me up because Hogan was coming down to the North Hollywood Goals, which is where I used to train. By the way, I am a Hulkamaniac, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Yeah, I, I go way back to Chicago Bob Loose Wrestling when Jesse the Body Ventura was calling him Chump Hogan. <laughs> and uh, anyway, uh, I get a call from whoever was making Hogan Knows Best. I guess they somehow found out I worked out there. They said, hey, uh, Hulkster is going to be down there with his daughter, Brooke, at this time. Uh, on this day, he wants to know if you'd like to come down. They have a little skit they want to do. So I went down. I did my workout. They did their workout. And at the very end, we kind of uh, co-mingle in the lobby of the place. And he introduces his daughter to me. And then when they go outside, it was like set up and he's like, now when we go home, you can't tell your mother you met Nick Manning. And she's like, but he said I was pretty. Hey, hey, his daughter's hot. Yeah. So anyway, that was that. And then maybe two years later, I was in South Beach working out because I was shooting down there. And I go in the locker room with the crunch in South Beach and there's Hogan. And... I he didn't know I was there. I snuck up behind him in the locker room. I'm like, who's your favorite porn star? And he didn't even turn around looking like Nick Manning. <laughs> that's great. Well, that's something I never knew. Look at this. Yeah. Nick Manning met The Rock and Hulk Hogan. That's fucking so, fantastic. Anyway, uh, getting back to Katie Morgan, Yeah. she and I used to work together all the time. I was. She had a very small list of dudes. I was on it. 
So I worked with her constantly. And uh, we also saw each other off camera, and we also played poker together. And uh, Katie's an excellent poker player. And uh, when she did that movie, Zach and Miri Make a Porno, I was actually her date to the premiere. Well, maybe when I post this, I will tweet K uh, Katie Morgan, and maybe I'll give her a, a second try, and maybe I'll get her on the show, because you're telling me she's a good girl. Katie is great people. Caden uh, Cross. Yeah. So, give me give me a, a full point on Kate. Why was she fun to work with? What did you like about her? Uh, I just like Caden. Like, like, even if we weren't working together, she'd be like person you'd hang out with, right? Okay. Uh, obviously, she's smoking. She's totally cool. Uh, and we did some really cool stuff together. Like, just, you know, sometimes you're just in a movie that's fun to do, and that happens to be your co-star. So, uh, you know, we had, you know, I haven't seen her in years, but at the time, we had a really good relationship. What's, uh, final question... What's something about Nikki Benz that I wouldn't know? What's something about her that I wouldn't know? Something Nikki Benz was dating this guy. And the guy was actually, he worked for my agent. So by default, he was my agent. Like he was the guy who called me up and told me, this is your booking and this is where you're going and what time you got to be there and blah, blah, blah. And uh, they lived together. And apparently they had a prowler at night. Okay. And Nikki tells me the story on set with me one day when I'm working with her that uh, when the, they were looking to find the prowler, like she was in the lead and he was like behind her, like holding onto her shoulder. <laughs> and I was like, my God, Nikki. Oh, that's funny. That, I go... You, if you were dating me, do you think you would have been in the front? No, listen, I wouldn't want anything to happen to that beautiful specimen. Nikki yeah. would be behind me. Yeah, she would stay here. Me. I'll handle this. Exactly, I would put my life down for Nikki. If I don't come back, run for your life. Yeah, just get, then you can run. Then you can go. But he's like shoving her out front. Did are they? Did they stop dating after that? Eventually. Okay, and of course. That, that probably had nothing to do with it. You know, Nick, I'm thinking, you know, if this works, when I come out to L.A., we can just do the, the Nick Manning show slash the Rob V show live from somewhere in, in, in Los Angeles. Yeah, uh, maybe we should go to, <laughs> it almost seems like wherever we'd go, it'd be so loud we couldn't hear it. We'll figure something out. Yeah. But look, I, I had fun doing this for the first time, kind of co-hosting shows together. So hopefully everybody enjoyed it. And we, we do it again because there's lots of stuff we could talk. I mean, we could pretty much come on and talk about life in general because me and you just look at life and go, a lot of, everyone else around us are the assholes, not us. <laughs> well, that's for, that's certain. <laughs> Nick, it's it, like, oh, well, yeah. Uh, well, what, is it, what did I say the other day? Somebody said something that I did, and, they, and I was like, what? I said, I'm beyond reproach. Oh. I said, that, I don't. It's not even up for discussion that I did something wrong. Whatever I'm doing is right, and if you don't like it, then you just got a messed up perspective. But I'm not looking for your input. Well, here's the thing. Speaking of people saying you're always doing doing things wrong, I, we we talked about this a while ago. I wanted to have Adriana Chetrick on my show. She's going to be back in Philly in a couple weeks because she's from Philly. I'm like, all right, I'll get see if I can get a hold of her, have her on. I go to Twitter or whatever. And I'm blocked on her Twitter. And I'm like, 
Why am I blocked on your Twitter? I've I'll never said anything bad Lisa about you. Lisa got a hold of her. But yeah, you're probably right. Lisa Ann probably got a hold of her. I mean, you know, the, you told me the Rachel Starr incident. I had Rachel Starr all excited to come on your show, and she cock-blocked you. <laughs> you had to open up an open wound, didn't you? Thanks. But, I mean, I, want, I mean, Rachel, people don't even know this about Rachel Starr. Before she was even in the business, Rachel Rocks was friends with her, and Rachel Rocks brought her over to my house. She was standing in my kitchen. Yes. So, like, we go back, like, as far back as a person can go in this business. And, like, we're very close. Um, I told her when you told me she was going to Philly to get in touch with you, she's like, sure. It seemed like it was all set up. And then at the last, the 11th hour, uh, the bitchy Lisa got her nose in it. And what's more ridiculous is it's like Rachel. So... I tell you, and instead you're taking your advice from Lisa Ann, I know you have more respect for me than her. Why would you do something so stupid? I don't know. They're afraid right? of Lisa Ann. If you had an option of listening to Lisa Ann or listening to what I say, 99 out of every 100 people would be like, whatever Manning says. See, on that, then I think we should end it. Whatever Manning says, that's what you do. Whatever Manning says, that's what you should do. So make sure you go and you get the, you get the book at nickmanningbiz.com. It's a good read. I recommend it. It's a fun read. Uh, get Nick on Twitter, even though he doesn't always use it. He has someone that does it for him. We'll try, we should get him to use Instagram a little bit more. 